Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody. And welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrown.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Monkey. Hello, everybody. Monkey down here in the Southeast US. Hope everybody's got something nice to smoke today. We have Bubble Hawk. G'day, guys. Bubble Hawk here from the land of Oz. And lovely Marge from Canada. That's right. Hello, everyone from a chilly, chilly Canada today. Oh, is it getting cold now? Oh, yeah. Today felt really cold. So, yes. Lame. Oh, Marge got camera on. Everybody, don't look. Don't look. (laughs) 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 And then our special guest today on the panel is Steve Raisner from Potent Ponics Podcast. Want to say hi, Steve? Everybody. Oh, sorry. A little quiet there, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's all good. There he is on the the TV. Look, he's on the TV, everybody. (laughs) Do you want to quickly tell everybody where you're from, Steve, so they know all about you? Sure. So I'm uh, from Potent Ponics. I'm currently in Oklahoma. I'm headed off to Thailand here in a couple of weeks, uh, working on a big project out there. Um, but uh, yeah, I work with aquaponics, living soil, all kinds of natural farming research, uh, all different types of stuff. Sweet. And you and Steve has been a guest on one of the shows previously. So uh, if you go back and check out all the interviews that we've had, it was a few months ago, but you'll find it in there somewhere. So go and check out the interview we had with Steve so you can learn more about it. That'd be cool. But yes, thanks for joining us, everybody. And thank you, everybody out there in the chat. We're going to go through the cannabis news and events. And we've got a special one this week for the Grow Guides. We're not going to go through a specific guide, but we're more like going to answer questions that we've had from the listeners because we've got quite a few of them this week to cover. So we're going to go through those. But yeah, let's chill for a few minutes and roll up something nice. Build your bowls, build your reefers, all that so kind of shit. Before we started the show, we were talking about roller coasters. Fairground rides. That's it. Fairground rides. Roller coasters are the most exciting and scary ones you can think of. What do people in the chat have to say about that? What is your most horrific, scary ride you found in an amusement park? Where was it? Yes. Let us know in the chat there, everybody. I'd be interested in that one. I mean, they're scary before you go on them, but once you're actually on them, it's not so bad, is it? It's not so bad. Well, once you're through with it, once you're landed and it's over with, you're mm. not afraid of it anymore. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, that's it. I'm safe. <laughs> when, when you, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> when, you, when you're dangling 40 stories up and they drop the countdown and then it doesn't drop, that's, that's a little right. bit different. And you're looking at a five degree incline going straight down, you know, like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely the worst moment. It's like that moment of anticipation before like it, the ride releases. And then after yeah. that, it's just pure adrenaline and it's fun. But and the, right. the worst bit is, you know, those roller coasters that, you know, they're the type which just use the, the momentum to get you through the whole roller coaster thing. So it takes you up to the top of a steep climb and right. you're there for like a minute going ding, 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 <laughs> yeah. ding, 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 just on, the, on that chain that's pulling you up. You're just <laughs> expecting the clutch to slip at any second. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff probably happens somewhere. I mean, I've seen Oh, for sure. We have um, an amusement park here in the UK called Alton Towers, and they have a ride called Oblivion. Anybody from the UK will know what I'm talking about. And it's like, I think it was the world's first vertical drop roller coaster. And this thing hangs you over the edge. And there's been so many occasions where it's broke down at that point, and people are just left hanging over the edge for a couple of hours until they fix it. It's like, what the fuck? Do you want to go on that ride? It's like, no. 
I'd be skipping that ride for no, sure. Yeah. Fuck I've that. always wondered what it would be like to be stuck on the inverted loop or something like that on a oh coaster. That would be like not fun after and all. And I did see a story yeah. where that happened recently over the summertime. I'm not sure which amusement park it was, but the roller coaster went upside down and stopped at the top of the loop. And everybody was just like hanging upside down for about two hours, man. In, oh. in like 38 <laughs> degree heat as well. That would be a nightmare. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like I haven't seen a good tilt a whirl in a long time. I feel like those are, pro- are legal now or something. I don't know if they ever had those in Europe, but in the U S they have these things where you'd start off like standing there and it would start to spin mm-hmm. and then the floor would come down and you're like spinning and tilting and you're just like pinned against the wall. Yeah. But by the G forces. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. saying yeah. that I haven't seen one of them for ages either. No, I feel like that's what to... you find at the County fairs or the local fairs and stuff. Yeah. Mm. And people would stare, you shimmy them. yourself just right, and you can actually get up above the sidewalls and stuff like that. I mean, at least... Well, the yeah, trick yeah. was if you if you if you had a cooler operator, you, you you could stand up and like basically just be completely sideways. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. super cool. Um, we used to we used to call them the vomitron. They all did have a similar way, didn't they? There'd always be one, always one. Timmer in the chat there said, I was at a park when that happened. Whole car stuck in the loop and they had to bring a fire truck and a ladder. Damn. What if you get your money back? Do they give you your money back? Fucking money back? I'd want compensation for the for the psychological, for the emotional damage. (laughs) I just been put through it. You know what I'm saying? Get a a voucher for a free lunch since you lost the first. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, you know what I mean? Come back again and have a free day. So I don't want to come back here again. I know. The whole corner free bottle of water. Yeah. Like eight bucks. <laughs> the other one that was really funny with the amusement parks is so for a while they had that like Pink Floyd laser light show and all that when that was really popular. What a lot of people didn't realize was if that laser beam hit the DSLR light sensor and most of your super new cameras, it would fry the sensor permanently. No way. So a lot of people waste thousands of dollars in cameras that lost it to those laser light shows early on. I know that. Oh, unlucky. So, yes, hit the like button and let's move on to those cannabis news and events and see what's going on around the world this week. Yes, so here we go. This week's cannabis news and events. We have five stories this week because we have the five panel members this week. So, uh, who wants to start? I mean, I've got a pretty good one, but I think we'll not get people too enraged just yet. (laughs) So we'll wait. Much, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. This cool. one seems like uh, an interesting story that I kept seeing from different publications. I don't know who the original publishers were, but this may be no surprise to all of us here. Cannabis researchers say it's high time to drop the lazy stoner stereotype. What? what? The applause. Finally. <laughs> 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 Something we've known for quite some time. And finally, the scientists are getting behind us. Regular users no more likely to lack drive than non-users, but motivation may wane while under the influence. Well, that might be true, Um, but maybe not. So this article is basically talking about the stereotype of the lazy stoner, which has been perpetuated for, it feels like forever. um, And that our ambitions are, are, you know, all we want to do is lie on the sofa and watch TV or play video games, eat crisps, it says in this article, or as you may know. Crisps? Crisps? Uh, (laughs) As we like to say in North America, the potato chip. But researchers from the University of Cambridge 
decided to challenge this stereotype, showing that regular users appear to have no more lack of mo motivation compared to non-users. They found no difference in motivation for rewards, pleasure taken from rewards, or the brain's response when seeking rewards compared to with non-users. So I guess it's for it goes on to say that we're so used to seeing lazy stoners on our screens, and I'm sure we can all think of all kinds of like TV shows and movies and was that Song Tommy Chong setting a bad example for us as well? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Although, honestly, that guy is prolific. And mm -hmm. there's no way he could be a, a lazy stoner and accomplish what that man has accomplished in his lifetime. For so, sure. Yeah, he's also the uh, the actual opposite of a lazy stoner. But some of his characters in the past have perpetuated that kind of stereotype. And Martin Skumlian a PhD student at the University of Cambridge and the researcher's first author says, we're so used to seeing, the la seeing lazy stoners on our screens that we don't stop to ask whether they're an accurate rep representation. Our work implies that people who use cannabis are no more likely to lack motivation or be lazier than people who don't. So thank you, PhD student, Martin Skumlian, if I'm saying that correctly, uh, because I think we probably all feel the same way here. Uh, they went on to say that smoking cannabis could be associated with other downsides, but that the stoner stereotype is stigmatizing and could make messages around, around harm reduction less effective. Mm -hmm. And we need to be honest and frank about what we are and are not the harmful and what are or not are, sorry, the harmful consequences of drug use. So I just thought that was a pretty interesting, um, I thought that was pretty interesting because it's, it's it's great to see that reputable universities are actually engaging in this type of And research. this is in England too, right? Yeah, the University of Cambridge. Which a cannabis a, study coming from the UK. Right, at a rather prestigious university, if I might add. Uh, so. Don't be fooled. Yes, okay. <laughs> Does the UK but, government accept that study, Mackie? Oh, mm, mm. <laughs> this research was published in the International Journal of Neuropsychopharmology. Uh, yeah. I think I said that correctly. Wow. So... You know, I'm sure people will be reading this and uh, hopefully wanting to engage in their own studies of this kind of thing. We can be as cynical as we want to be, but that is good news that they're actually seeing these studies and finding what we yeah, already knew sure, is true. Sure. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, yeah. stereotypes are never good, but lots of stoners are not lazy. Some are probably the same amount as anybody else, just the general population. And the percentage of lazy people is going to be the same no matter what drug people choose to take. Right. And honestly, that they could be lazy for reasons other than their cannabis use. Mm -hmm. Like they're that's lazy. Like they're yeah. just lazy. Genetically, that's <laughs> yeah. just who they are. Yeah. Right. And they just happen to smoke weed and maybe they drink. Maybe they, I don't know, do other things too. Like mm -hmm. maybe crisps. they maybe they smoke weed because they're lazy. I don't know. Maybe you right. know, there could be a lot of different things. Yeah. I'm yeah, glad to see that they're finally admitting this stuff. Excuse me. We say this, Steve. So maybe they eat crisps because they smoke weed. <laughs> Easier than cooking, bro. Just go to the drawer, grab a bag of crisps there instead of having to cook yourself something. A lot easier. But, you know, that's usually at two or three o'clock in the morning and shit. <laughs> you know how it is. Oh, yeah. When I lived in Colorado, there used to be a place called Boulder Baked, and they were open like 24 hours a day, but you could get like a chocolate cake at 4 a.m. delivered to the door. It was fucking Damn. Great. That nice. would be dangerous. That could be very dangerous in my home. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know. But you have to open the bag, Mackie. Good point. 
Good points. <laughs> so you want you actually want the crisps delivered in a bowl ready to consume? No, on a plate, bro. On a plate. Oh, even more. Fucking okay. posh I am, bro. Upper class. Eat my crisps <laughs> on a plate. <laughs> I really like don't. What is like the standard course, European dip for, for crisps? We have like ranch dressing or cheesy dressing or queso. What, what do you guys have for chip dip over there? Oh, we just, uh, unless it's Doritos. If we have Doritos, then we, we have that cheesy dip. Oh, my God. The Dorito cheesy dip is nasty. It's so nasty. It's good. It's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I dreadful. Agree. You can feel it clogging your arteries as you eat it. But, you know, it's just, oh, it's just too good, man. It's too good. I figured you were going to say vinegar. Vinegar is really oh, good. Oh, vinegar is a good one, of course. Oh, vinegar mm. is good. Yeah. I love that Americans shit. that why that never took off in America. I don't know. It's like that and poutine for whatever reason just never took off in the States. What's poutine again? Oh, oh you don't know what poutine, poutine is? Poutine's amazing. So imagine French fries with gravy and cheese right. curds yeah. and mm-hmm. then like mm-hmm. either pizza mm-hmm. or burger toppings. It's amazing. It is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a very Canadian thing, apparently, but it's more northern thing. You don't see it much in the south down here at all. Right. <laughs> Let's not go on to the munchies stage so soon. We <laughs> <laughs> lose half our watches right now because they're all in the room. You know I mean? the, everybody's mouth yeah. sides of water. They're like, mm, she doesn't like he's right. Stoner's not being lazy and we all start talking about food. You know, it's like, that cheesy dip is too good. I've got to go get some cheesy dip. I'll be back in five. <laughs> I'm not lazy. But you can never find it. Yeah, it's one of those, man. It's hard to find that cheesy dip. But anyway, what other news articles do we have? So, Steve, do you want to fire away with your one, mate? Oh yeah, I can pull that up here. So you were you uh, had a California passes the bill to protect workers who smoke pot off the clock, mm-hmm. which is uh, pretty great. So a lot of a lot of states um, um, do that. I think Colorado does that, and a couple of others. Oklahoma, I think, has some kind of bill uh, as well. I know Oklahoma has the only ones that has protections for firearm ownership. That's crazy. Oh, that great. It's the only yeah. place here. Your lady can be topless while shooting a gun and smoking a joint. It's the only place you can do all those three things. Legally. Freedom. I'm yeah. hitting there now. Topless and guns. Yes, let's do it. Sounds like my kind of shit. Yeah. So California um, became the seventh state to protect ca- uh, cannabis smoking employees. Uh, Assembly Bill 2188 uh, passed on Tuesday. So basically, unless you have like a job that deals with like nuclear stuff or medicine or some more, you know, there's a handful of restricted industries that I think we can all agree if you're driving a ship or flying a, you know, a commercial airline or something, mm-hmm. it makes sense for you to be sober. Like, yeah. even if don't be all, hitting like, the bong in the cockpit ship, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think we can all agree there's some jobs that you shouldn't do that. But, um, you know, basically, this protects everybody else um, from that. And you're even seeing, um, in fact, to add to this, the Space Force actually in the US, which is the new branch of the military that Trump launched. Um, actually uh, dropped their uh, no cannabis use requirement. They're the only branch of the military you can join now uh, and have had used cannabis in the past where all all the other ones can you from from usage. You know, the Space Force are allowed to get high. They can be spaced out. If you're going to be in space, you're already (laughs) high. There's a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah, they can get spaced out. Nice monkey. Nice. It was good news, and I hope it spreads. We touched on this briefly, but it was uh, with police officers, wasn't it, Monkey? You had an article. Yeah, we talked about, about that um, when New Jersey had, had legalized that they uh, up there, the uh, acting attorney general of the state basically said that that does not disqualify off-duty police officers from consuming cannabis. 
they just had to figure out a way, a, a valid test for, you know, are you intoxicated or, or are you good or for duty today? That, that was the hangup, but they were actively going to go ahead and try and figure out that, you know. The problem is, is that in, according to federal law in the U.S., any firearms use, if you're, you're, if you're intoxicated with cannabis, is, is mm -hmm. a problem. Right. So that that's what comes down to is, is that and since they're, you know, have to have a gun for their job. Mm -hmm. um, all right, right. That issue. But right. you can New be Jersey drunk. New Jersey was going to actually try and, and, and go against that. They, they thought there was no reason why an officer should be neglected, uh, neglected that, uh, that privilege to use cannabis like everybody else does. I don't know how successful they've been with that, though, but it was good to see that somebody was at least going to challenge them. Well, they saw a lot of people leaving the police force and loads of people weren't signing up anymore. Well, I think we can all agree there's one group in America that needs to smoke a little more weed and calm the fuck down. I think we can agree with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it should be mandatory. If it can help them deal with the stress after work, but mm -hmm. the hell, you know, mm -hmm. that's what a lot of people use it for. But I have a news article here as well, refer, well, kind of referring to the police here in the UK. We, di we discussed this article. It must have been like a, a year ago, maybe even two. It was a long time ago. It was one of the early articles we did where the police officer in the UK and was a high up police officer as well, was found cultivating cannabis and he was uh, put on suspension. And I was like, he shouldn't fucking be put on suspension, man. He should be fired because he'll be on suspension until the court case is done and he's going to get paid for the whole fucking time, man. Just sitting at home, getting paid by the taxpayer when he should have been fired in the first place, like any normal person would have if they were caught doing cannabis uh, and working as well. You know how it is in the UK. But this shit here, right? Met anti-drugs boss smoked cannabis every day while former chief Dame Cressida Dick, that's her name, praised his, <laughs> praised his performance and took LSD and magic mushrooms tribunal he is. So this is just the start of it. So it's two police officers here, but we'll start with the beginning of the article. It says a police officer, I'll make sure I can see it here, a police officer who drew up an anti-drugs strategy for the Met used cannabis daily while being praised by Dame Cressida Dick for his performance, a tribunal, tribunal has heard. Commander Julian Bennett, who has served in the force since 1976, is also accused of using LSD and taking magic mushrooms and for failing to give a drug sample after suspicion arose that he may have used cannabis in July 20, on July 21st, 2020. So this has been two years. You know, this motherfucking getting paid. <clears throat> and, and it's a hefty wage as well if you're uh, that level of police officer according to the accusations he then lied about why he failed to provide a test a third allegation states it is alleged that on the july 21st 2020 commander bennett provided an explanation for refusing to provide a sample for a with cause drugs test that he knew to be untrue and his behavior brings discredit upon the police service and undermines confidence in it what <laughs> you think this is undermining the police and that undermines confidence in the police this one guy i mean sure it takes a little fucking bit of it but damn there's a lot more to it than that people don't trust the police for many many reasons not just because of this crooked ass one guy no it just doesn't this. help it any mm -hmm, for sure it, it, it validates some of those feelings them, them beating people in hyde park on 420 did a lot more than that guy mm -hmm. And just the ridiculous that. regulations we've had around drugs for the last 50 years has done more damage to the police than anything else. 
nobody trusts these people now. But the uh, the, uh, the article continues here. He's also accused of breaching the forces' standards of discreditable conduct, honesty, and integrity, and orders, and instructions. These long shit they come nicknamed Saka. I don't know why. Maybe he likes to be teabagged or something. It's just mm-hmm. it's just assume that one. I every every direction you could have run with that. Of course, you know, that's the way you went. He likes to be sacked. You know, <laughs> he gets high on he his he so, gets high yeah. on his cannabis yeah. cigarettes and his LSD and his mushrooms, and he throws his head back, and his police officer friends sack him. Yeah, that's why he's called Saka. That's where I'm going with it. You're all entitled to go whichever way you like. I don't mind. Deep, weird, fast. Someone, someone should send him some budgie smugglers. I think that's. (laughs) Just imagine this guy gargling. Anyway, you know, nickname Saka. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying to concentrate. Look. Sorry, Nick Saka. He was known for taking a rough approach to rogue officers when he presided over disciplinary hearings. If he would have just carried on reading, we would have known why they called him Saka. Look at that. But now faces being booted out of the force himself. So he's he's called Saka because he used to sack people who were taking drugs. He was sacking police officers who were taking drugs when this motherfucker was going home and getting high. Hypocrisy, man. He's wow. Wow. Uh, between 2010 and 2012, he presided over 74 misconduct hearings involving 90 officers, and he sacked 56 of them. He chaired 69, 69 of those hearings and kicked two cops out of the force for misuse of drugs at the time. And then he went home and got high. This is the UK police yeah, all that's... over. So like, do as I say, not as I do. Mm. Ridiculous. Sorry, Marge. No, it was just, uh, it was pretty much the same sentiment, like you said. And he's not just smoking weed. Is this the, the guy they're saying is also like eating up mushrooms? And I think so. I think so. Yeah. Like this guy's having a real good time. You know, which is cool, man. If this <laughs> is what you want to do, that's cool. You want to go get, that, that's cool. But this guy's arresting people for it and firing yeah. people for it. It's the double standards. Yeah. That's not right. He's like, yeah. Fuck you, man. Cheeky bastard. You think he'd be more understanding of why people might want to make it legal? And the thing is, listen to this bit. Commander Bennett wrote the force's anti-drugs strategy. So he was also explaining to the police officers how they should be going in there in, into the community and dealing with different uh, cases where drugs were involved. So if they find somebody with a bag of cannabis, this is how you're supposed to treat them. This is the guy in charge of all of that. So he's getting paid dough, dough. Like, wait, so, I mean, I'm taking a guess. Just a random number at the air, which I would think it would be 100 to 120,000. I would think somebody on this kind of level is getting paid a year. And he's just been sat there for the last two years because he's being investigated. How much is that? That's a couple, like a quarter of a million, maybe? I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe. I'd hope to think not, but I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, we're just carrying on, finish up this article here. It says the, strat- the strategy set out to force. Uh, set out the forces plans to raise awareness about the dangers of drug use it's not clear if a new strategy is now in place so you know because this guy's been sacked (laughs) they need to rewrite the rules and it's like you know what you could do to make it really easy just like decriminalize all drugs yeah that would make things so much fucking easier you know yeah Uh, that's what i think anyway that's my my strategy i'd just be like okay just 
don't be a dick. If you bother somebody else, you're going to be in trouble. How does that sound? Sounds about fair to me. Uh, you do that with stuff you can't overdose with, like opioids. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They got to do some kind of regulatory structure on those. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. Some, some of that stuff can really really fuck you up pretty bad. You do have to watch stuff so, like the opioids. This guy, uh, Saka, we'll call him as we move forward in the news article. Uh, the, because we're buddies, you know, we'll call him by his nickname. <laughs> Saka, the officer, claimed he had taken cannabidol. Everybody... Uh-huh. Can you believe how terrible taking CBD, you know, a form of medical <laughs> cannabis and, and like, like simple form said, of recreational cannabis. Too. That's it. It's on, like let's the, be real. There's it's no such thing cannabis. as medical cannabis. It's cannabis it's, used as medicine. It, 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 exactly. It's no different from any other cannabis. It's just, and it's to treat facial palsy, which an earlier hearing was told he knew to be untrue. <laughs> so he's just lying about that as well. <laughs> hmm. uh, shocking, man. I mean, the story here is from the Daily Fail, a.k.a. the Daily Mail, probably one of the worst newspapers in the world. <laughs> but uh, I have seen it on on other, like The Guardian had it as well, but I'd already found the link and put it up and shit by the, by the time it's in the related articles. But go and check out the article, man. It's just the standard load of bollocks. This this procedure is probably going to go through for another year before he's really they decide. Oh yeah, you, you did do something wrong, so uh, you're sacked. But there's a quarter of a million and some severance pay, and they'll probably yeah. they won't even fire him. He'll be resigned in disgrace, so he gets to keep his pension. You know. Which... In the meantime, while he he repeals, he's still being paid, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's mm-hmm. not losing anything. He's basically getting free money right now. But there's people out there who are locked up and not allowed to see their families for possession of cannabis in this country, which is what this guy has been fucking doing for a long time. It's just absolutely disgusting that we have double standards like that in the modern world. But he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, apparently. He's one of the good ones, you know, that's what that's what they'll say, you know. Mm-hmm. He wasn't well, trying to hurt anybody or something I don't like know. that. The, the 69 people that he sacked, yeah, no. that sacked him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many uh innuendo in this one damn didn't, didn't realize until we get to the end there but shit but it's just double standards piss me off man and i think this guy should have been fired like anybody else would have and i don't say anybody deserves to be fired because they use cannabis that's absolutely ridiculous i just expect everybody to be treated the same and if people are getting fired and arrested and prosecuted for possession of cannabis then the same shit should be happening to this guy who enforces the fucking rules that's the same, the very common mm. thread that you hear in the cannabis community is fairness. You know, if you're mm. going to treat us this way, treat everybody this way. Mm. We only want everybody to be fair. Can't have a double standard here. Motherfuckers. The other, the other big firing this week was that uh, that Olympic champion from Singapore got banned from the, the global swim finals or whatever this week. What for? Because he tested hot for weed and he's like, yeah. <sighs> one of the best swimmers on the planet oh yeah it's, it's not performance enhancing what, what do people care like that if it made you better at a sport yeah by all means but why are you screwing with people's you know athletic careers over something that helps them with the pain at the end of the day like this is insane it's stupidness isn't it absolute stupidness i'm sure the rules will change eventually but for now we're still suffering with this ridiculous shit where people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about are making the rules and people are suffering for it it's a fast man but we have some, some. Uh, I would say this is good news. Some will say it's bad news. 
Monkey, do you want to hit that shit? That's your news, right? Well, you know. <laughs> okay, it comes from marijuana moment. The pharmaceutical industry suffers billions in losses after states legalize cannabis. New study finds. Can everybody grab their violins right now? Another really smiley, small (laughs) violin, smallest. Let's just play a sad little song. I can hear it, Bubba Hawk. Beautiful, (laughs) beautiful. Everybody play their violins now. Now This article, it it came to me via one of our Percy's members, Aussie Jim, sent me this through, through an Instagram message. And it's not an article that I would normally cover, but when I started reading it, it sounded like, okay, we've been talking about a lot of this, so let's go ahead and cover this and talk about this maybe a little bit more because there's more to this than, than meets the eye. This is the pharmaceutical industry takes a serious economic hit after states legalize cannabis with an average market loss of nearly $10 billion for Ooh. drug makers each time a legalization event occurs. <laughs> now they're talking about each legalization event. So if let's say Oklahoma goes medical, bam, that's one event. And let's mm. say Oklahoma now goes recreational, bam, a second event. Maybe this is why they're so against it. Hmm. Hmm, you think? I don't know. It's a possibility. Yeah. But we don't want to just jump to conclusions, do we? No, this was a peer-reviewed article. <laughs> it came through Plus One on Wednesday and looked at things like the stock return and prescri- prescription drug sales data. Okay, so the, according to the, the article now, the stock returns were anywhere from 15 to 2% lower 10 days after a legalization. And the, st- the study founds that the returns decreased in response to both medical and recreational legalization events for both generic and drug maker investors. Now it said that uh, mostly it affected bigger time, the generic drugs over the name brand drugs. Now I could understand that because a lot of times in my experience, at least uh, dealing with my parents, myself, things like that, if the physician, if your doctor has pushed you on to a name brand drug, it's for a specific reason. And I can see most people probably wouldn't want to mess with that kind of stuff as frequently. But if you're on a generic drug, it's like, well, cannabis is kind of falls into that category too. It's a generic mm. drug. Let me give this one a shot. But a one and a half to 2% re- a decrease doesn't sound like a lot, does it? But you got to remember that a one and a half to 2% decrease in a stock market is a huge hiccup in an economy. And so right now, Drug makers are doing many things right now that, that uh, let's say, aren't going to be super favorable to the cannabis industry and, and the way we would like to see things going. Mm-hmm. So by expanding the access and thus legalization could per- permit cannabis to compete with con- conventional pharmaceuticals, largely unpatentable, cannabis may act like a new generic entrant into the in medical drug categories. In other words, we can make our own medicine with cannabis. They can't patent it. They can't make anything exclusive. We can do it ourselves. We can do it in our tents. We can do it in our backyard. And the pharmaceutical industry is not happy about this. So what the heck can we do, guys? You know, We must make cannabis illegal again so the pharmaceutical industry can have their money back because they need it so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, they're saying that... Uh, in, in, in most cases, uh, the, the name brand drugs, like I was saying, the non-generic drugs do get their, their uh, revenues back because people tend to, to move back into it. Also, though, the reason that they're getting their, generic, their money back in the name brands is because they use a lot more money in marketing. Mm. So you can't, if, if you're a, okay, let's just say you're, you're a pharmaceutical company and you're trying to enter the cannabis space, you can't really, uh, I mean, 
I guess you could try to lie to the public, and it's been done often enough, and say that your cannabis is, is a special cannabis, it's going to treat it better than the cannabis you can grow in your home. Mm-hmm. But I would have to think that because this medicine has been out there for thousands of years, that a majority of the people are going to say you're lying, and you know, you know so that that's really not going to work. So what else can the, can the pharmaceutical companies do uh, to, to counter our market to, to, uh, to kind of like bolster themselves up? Well, two things that they're doing right now. Uh, one thing is if you can't beat them, join them, right? And mm-hmm. you know we've, we've, we've covered articles uh, of pharmaceutical companies in Canada and in the UK uh, coming into contract to grow cannabis for the governments mm-hmm. and, and getting themselves in positions for medical markets opening up. So that's one of the things that these people are doing, even though they're trying to shut down cannabis right now and to keep it under control, they're also getting ready in case it does go that they're not gonna be left behind. So right now, pharmaceutical companies are lining up, waiting and you know, just salivating right now, waiting to jump into this field. But the other thing that they're doing and they're doing it at the same time is they're spending major dollars uh, advertising dollars uh, on lobbying effects and commercials to get the public to not want cannabis to become legal. You, you, you've seen a lot of things right now in the news talking about THC psychosis syndromes, uh, things like, uh, okay, uh, uh, juvenile cannabis use is up. I mean, come on, you, you've seen these articles mm-hmm, there. And it's mm-hmm. all clickbait stuff. Most of it's been uh, debunked. But it's coming out there more and more often. You're seeing it. You're hearing stories. You're starting to see, uh, I mean, when the, the hyper-emesis uh, syndrome came out, that was another thing that the pharmaceutical industry threw at us. So they're, they're actually spending billions of dollars a year, the pharmaceutical industry, in a disinformation campaign to prevent cannabis to become legal. So... <laughs> it's just this, not, I mean, I mean I'm saying it was shocking, but it's not, is it? No, but it leaves me speechless. It's like, okay, we mm-hmm. can't really win there. But, but despite their best efforts, despite everything that they're doing, the cannabis industry is still, we have a super majority in the United States, meaning that we have passed 67% of, of the general, general voting public are in favor of recreational legalization of cannabis. So at that point, you know, you've got to do something to, to turn the tide there. So now what they're trying to do is uh, the strategy for the pharmaceutical companies is through lobbyists and through legal aims is to put up barriers. Uh, it was done in Mississippi when legal cannabis, uh, cannabis recreational was, was uh, passed there. It basically went to the Supreme Court and through legal efforts, pushed it back to the legislature and made them go a different route to get there. These are all things that pharmaceutical company strategies are using right now. They'll do anything they can to stop the tide because, well, if it, if it was a true democracy right now and the majority ruled, it would be legal everywhere right now. Nobody would have to hide it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just that way. So anyway, looking, looking beyond the effects of different stakeholders and population, the study basically suggests that cannabis could be a useful tool for increasing competition in drug markets, but it's not the competition that these pharmaceutical companies want to see. No, because they don't want to see it because they can't compete with this competition. They're cannabis in, is good for loads of shit and you don't get them horrible side effects, man. And it doesn't cost a ton of money to grow it. And, mm. and anybody, anybody can teach people how to grow it. It's just, it's very simple. I mean, it's, Come on, we've said it before. This is growing tomatoes in your backyard. Mm-hmm. Is this something you send up in Canada, Marge? Like uh, the pharmaceutical industry up there? Has that slowed down a lot because of cannabis being everywhere? Uh, 
it's hard to say because I, I feel like people like their pharmaceuticals <laughs> for a mm. lot of different reasons, right? Like that's what I always find it interesting because the pharmaceutical industry is not ever going anywhere. And we all do benefit in a lot of ways from having, you know, better living through science or whatever, but mm -hmm. I, the local shoppers drug mart, which is a pretty big uh, drugstore chain in Canada does also carry medical cannabis apparently cool. in pharmacies. Not that I've ever signed up for that, but I wonder what it would be like, but yeah, I don't know if they've slowed down really. Just maybe not but selling I, as many opioids because it's good for pain relief, isn't it? Yeah, which would be good because we have an opioid crisis here as, just as much as anywhere else as well. Mm -hmm. So that slowed down. They've definitely, they're a lot more careful about doling out opioids as well than they used to be. So that's definitely a good thing. But yeah, there's always going to be a place for this pharmaceutical industry. They should just maybe stay the fuck out of the cannabis business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and they said, you know, where the big the big competition comes in here with the pharmaceutical industry is pain medications, which would be the opioids, things like that, people with back pains, arthritis, basic body aches, stuff like that, that cannabis we know is good for, and also mm -hmm. sleep, sleep medications, because we find right. everybody, I mean, anybody who smoked cannabis knows if you smoke enough of it, you go to sleep. Right. Mm -hmm. so there's still a lot of other medicine out there for the pharmaceutical industries, but when you're talking 2% of their, of their take, and this is money that they want. You know, this is uh, basically if, if you tally up the big companies, the small companies, everybody, you know, it's three, three billion here, three billion there, four billion there. It's $10 billion every time they have an event that gets siphoned away into the wonderful world of cannabis. You know, I love mm -hmm. it. But maybe it's just small picture stuff because also like, yeah, maybe it's taking some money away from the pharmaceutical companies, but there's always going to be something else that they can work on. So Maybe instead yeah. of looking at cannabis as like this horrible thing that's taking away from their, you know, their bottom line, they could be like, well, maybe we can focus on a cure for Alzheimer's or something like mm -hmm. that. And just let cannabis do what cannabis does, which is provide relief in a really safe way for a fuck ton of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the pharmaceutical companies, like you said, Marge, we're never going to get rid of them completely, but they, and we shouldn't become, have to, they, they do become do a machine that we need to control though, don't we? Yeah, yeah, because they've got too greedy and just trying to scoop up all the exactly. fucking money. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, it's not like the pharmaceutical company hasn't done good things because they have, you know, they've produced medicines for loads of different ailments that cannabis does nothing for. So, right. Maybe yeah. they all need to uh, sit down and look back at their mission statement and seriously mm -hmm. consider their purpose in life. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that's a, a good point there, Marge. Mm. That do no harm thing, you know, the, the medical, medical uh, creed. I think the pharmaceutical companies need to look at that, you know, do no harm. Cannabis is doing no harm. Leave it be. You know, just mm -hmm. let us do our thing. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Let's, uh, we got one more article to move on to. If you want to do yours now, Boba, you got some news for us. I do have some news and it's admittedly quite kind of good news for us. Um, so Queensland launches drug driving review. So in the last few weeks, you would have uh, heard me talking about, the Queensland, Queensland being one of the largest uh, subscriptions in Australia for medicinal use. And they tend to have more people up there using uh, medicinal cannabis than, than any other state. So with Tasmania being the only state that has a legal defence against um, drug driving for cannabis use, this is going to, to sort of throw a spanner in the works for, 
for um, Queensland, at least, or at least their um, the police force. So uh, the Queensland Department of Transport and Main Roads has begun a review of the state's drug driving laws, although it's not due to be completed until the end of next year. Wow, um, so to the end of next year, or we're talking 2023. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But, you know, when no, you're getting paid government money like that, you want to try and drag the job out for as long as possible. Uh, well, this is it. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're, they're reviewing it. So it's, you know, at least something's mm -hmm. going on. Um, so responding to an inquiry on behalf of TMR Minister Mark Bailey, General Manager for Land Transport Safety and Regulation, Andrew Mayon, said the review will examine best practice approaches across the world as well as the latest research. It will also undertake stakeholder consultation with experts in the field and those impacted by drug driving. Uh, Mahon said medicinal cannabis and the issues presented such as impacts on enforcement through roadside drug testing and those wanting to continue to drive will be investigated as part of this review. He acknowledged the use of medicinal cannabis and driving was a growing area of concern for road safety but insisted it was a very complex and difficult issue to solve. The government is acutely aware of challenges faced by those wanting to use medicinal cannabis and continue driving. He wrote before outlining the state's current position uh, that is not only necessary to show the presence of THC for someone to fall foul of the law. Um, Mahon said he was aware some medicinal cannabis products contain THC classed as a relevant drug under Queensland's current laws and acknowledged some international jurisdictions take a different approach. However, he said all Australian jurisdictions apart from Tasmania consistently take a zero tolerance approach through presence-based legislation, as opposed to setting limits like alcohol. Um, where are we? The approach in Queensland for medicinal cannabis is taken due to THC being a psychoactive substance that is shown to impair cognitive and motor function, increasing the risk of being involved in a motor vehicle crash. THC can also interact with other medications, impairing the metabolism of other drugs or causing cumulative effects such as sedation. There are also differences in the impairing effects of THC based on length of use, quantity, and an individual, individual's own metabolism. Uh, is for these reasons, it is very challenging to set a safe limit for THC. A TMR spokesperson told Cannabis a key action in the Queensland Road Safety Action Plan for 22 to 24 is to develop a package of drug driving reforms based on best practice, contemporary research evidence, and stakeholder consultation. The review is in the response to the growing number of drug driving offences being detected on Queensland roads and an increase, increase in crashes resulting in serious injuries and lives lost. The review is scheduled to be completed by the end of 2024. That's including... not the end of next year. That's the end of next next year, bro. What the... I, I... Yeah, I know. I know. The feds, the feds in the U.S. have done like six different studies and never been able to prove that cannabis increases uh, road fatalities. And in Col Colorado, the first year they legalized, it lowered road fatalities by 130 percent. So wow, you know yep. they're 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 not going to find anything. The other thing too is you can't they they don't like it because it's not like cannabis. There's no nanogram limit or anything that you could set. If you dab all the time, you could be at hundreds of nanograms and be fine. Whereas someone that's, you know, never smoked before is going to be obliterated, you know, mm -hmm. so yep. off of like 10. So it's, they, you know, they can try all they want. They're not going to get, you know, anything that resembles alcohol. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the but biggest problem, their extortion racket, like they the, do with the alcohol. Biggest... A, lot, a lot of people in the States that are charged with alcohol crimes aren't even, I got charged with the DUI for protesting. I wasn't even in my car. Damn. Yeah, that's a bit harsh. America. <laughs> Saying you think it's the problem with the free, huh, Mackie? Yeah, they set off a good impression over here in the UK. 
And it's pretty shit over here, mate. So we look over there like, at least there's America, you know? <laughs> so I think the issue we have with that is that all the, um, all the research they have and all the information they have from crash data here in Australia comes from, it's just a presence-based test. So they're correlating the presence of it as, as being a factor, even, you know, they're not, they're not necessarily checking uh, potency or what, you know, or, or impairment of the mm -hmm. drug. They're just saying it was in the system when they had a crash and therefore would have something to do with it. You know, so you had think, a spliff two weeks ago at your sister's wedding. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. So I think that, you know, as as Steve said, eventually once they do a bit more research and, and they, oh, well, you know, a bit more research here that they, you know, because they can't use research from overseas because we're all so different. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we won't go into that. Um, we keep hearing it. We keep hearing it now. It's, it's just one of those things I think that, it will eventually turn around. We'll, we'll get around that corner and they, there will be some common sense, especially considering Tasmania. It's, you know, if, if they can do it, why can't any other state? I mean, there's no, mm -hmm. there's no difference. And well, it sh clearly the shows. The gravitational coefficient in Tasmania is slightly different than it is up there in Queensland. Uh, absolutely. And, it, and, it, and it definitely affects the cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, scientifically proven human. without a doubt. That's it. It's... I don't know, man. <laughs> the no human clue. to demonic creature ratio. They have all those devils there, so it balances it out mm. somehow. Oh, and it devils, Maybe it's because they're upside down all the time and they're a bit dizzy because of it. Well, no, all the all those tornadoes from all the devils <laughs> yeah. zipping around mm. the island mm. helps get rid of the smoke. You know, makes perfect sense, man. But we had a good mm. point here from South City in the chat. Uh, they said hilarious how it makes you a better uh, makes you better at sport and worse at driving <laughs> you know? actually that is perfect Great I, like that. I think i think i think what we need to do is we need to put plum in a vaporizer into like an f1 race and see how you know every every lap we just give them a little more weed and then we see how many laps they can do in f1 and then we'll use that to determine <laughs> that would be cool i'll take part in that test Sign me up. <laughs> I just I just want to see how the speed goes. So you know they 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 go from doing one minute thirties up to like two minute twenties because they're all, I mean, all that's exactly what I'm thinking. You know, and then they just start, to you get start four getting more stoned. Yeah, yeah. You know you're stoned, so you drive a little careful. You you slow down a bit. <laughs> like I can see the racetrack. Everybody's doing twenty five miles an hour, following carefully with their turn signals yeah. on, trying to pass each other. I was gonna say, yeah, I've just got visions of people letting. People people through you know the the one in one out that's a stoner raised right there <laughs> so there we go that's what we have that's what we have waves you forward like come on yeah right, yeah that's it, it. <laughs> and the one finger wave on the on the steering wheel as they pass like the thank you for letting me in you know oh my god are you the one finger kind of guy i, I do the drive five that's what the I call drive it. Five. The drive yeah. five, where you just put your hand up like a high five. I, I swear, I always wanted to get one of those white Michael Jackson gloves, just so when <laughs> I'm driving, so people can see it all the time. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Get the Michael Jackson horn too with the hee hee. Yeah, Jack to beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was fun. <laughs> Good times, and there's some news from around the world. Everybody, I think we covered them all, did we? I think we yeah, did. I think that's all of them. Nice. 
So I hope, you know, good news, bad news. I don't know. It's cannabis news, which is all good. We have some forum news here. And we had something that was brought to our attention over on Percy's uh, earlier on today, it was actually, where we need to let everybody know that Percy's Grow Room, the Cannabis Growers Forum, is 100% free. You don't have to pay no anything charge ever. involved. You don't even really need to use your real email address. You know, you can make a new email address on Gmail. And, you, you know, just so you can sign in and get notification emails and things like that it's we don't ask for anything in return you just learn to grow and then as you learn you can hand back the knowledge down to new growers as they want to learn as well that's all really you know you can become a patron if you want to but you don't really get much for being a patron because we don't like rolling like that either you know we think everybody should have access to all of the content you get our, our gratitude for helping mm -hmm. us pay the bills. But, absolutely, absolutely. But we really can't give you much more than that, honestly. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just like to be fair and make sure that everybody has a piece of everything. And it's like the interviews we do throughout the week on the Tuesdays and the Thursdays, they used to be Patreon-only content, but it's just we'd like to have everybody involved. Some people just haven't got the money to be able to afford to be a patron, and that's cool, man. I don't think they should be missing out on any of the content because of that. So, you know, Patreon is completely... You know, it's your choice. There's no pressure. You become a patron if you want to. And Percy's Grow Room, there's no sus subscription fee. You just sign up. You don't get charged monthly or yearly or anything like that. It's completely mm -hmm. free. So come and get involved if you haven't done so yet. But there, most people who listen, when I say that, we have a lot of listeners. And they're not all over at the forum. Well, I know who mm -hmm. you are. <laughs> and if, if you drop in the purses and sign up, you, you're likely to have Becky, Monkey, and Bubble to say hello. Mm -hmm. That's what we do every time somebody signs up. You say that, Steve? If you do want to sign up for Mackie's subscription service, though, you can find it over at, at Percy's Playroom on OnlyFans. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, that was a fucking secret. That's only for the patrons to know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in that secret section, hadn't he? Yeah. Yeah, don't even go over there. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, sure, Mackie. Mackie right. Gimp mask. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, no. Good times. Yeah, I've got to burn these eyes out now. Oh. <laughs> so is it Labor Day today in the USA? Or is it next week? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Right, oh. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Same here in Canada, Lynn. Cool. Well, happy Labor yeah. Day to all of you guys who are celebrating Labor Day, whatever that is. Monkey, you want to explain what that is? <laughs> well, it's just a day off to uh, basically thank thank the working class of people. You know, just to uh, hey, this this day's for you. Go out yeah. and do something. So people around here, it's usually about barbecues and that kind of stuff that happens. Nice. Family time. Nice. You know, like the end of summer holiday. Pretty much yeah. after this, it's usually people get back to school. Even though school started in a lot of places though, but yeah, people start buckling down and considering it's fall now after, after Labor Day, they kind of get ready for the next season. Mm -hmm. So happy Labor Day, everybody in USA and Canada and anywhere else that celebrates it. You know, have I'm a curious, good time. though, Marge, you said it was cool in Canada. Now, me this far south, ain't no way it's cool yet. So how cool is it? Uh, well, today, I mean, of course, this is going to be, you guys are going to have to do the conversions yourself, but currently... 15 degrees Celsius. Ooh, that'd be nice. I love that. <laughs> it's like, not so bad. It's not so bad. I mean, it's not terrible. Baking in the 90s all summer. So yeah, that'd, it was that like, would be good. It was like pretty humid yesterday and warm, like 27 degrees Celsius. So wow. it feels cloudy and overcast today. So this sudden change in temperature feels like, hello, fall is here, even though it's going to be pretty hot next week as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been raining a lot in the UK. Yeah. We took the dog for yeah. a walk today and we got to the park 
pulled up in the car and just all of a sudden it just started pissing down like so bad i had to record a video of it and send it to the wife and like have you seen this just arrived <laughs> and this is happening and of course yeah, the dog so ain't got to go home sorry Bobo. we we do the opposite here mate seven and a half degrees and been pissing down rain for the last four weeks like if if we get sunshine that's when i'm sending videos to the wife like check this shit out there's blue sky <laughs> what is that yeah. big fiery thing in the sky what is this yeah haven't seen that in months we had hail here at like four or five o'clock this morning like not big but little stuff scary as well after the conversations we've had over the last few days anyway <laughs> oh yeah yeah on the other show we were talking about yeah we had a I was out, we were dropping off some some stuff at a dispensary and there was a tornado at the other end of the field that was about to drop down. So we ran in there and it never fully touched the ground, but the funnel cloud was there and Ooh. it passed over and there was like a fo American football size hailstone. It was just about that big. It was fucking Damn. huge. I've never seen anything that big before, but all the, all the regular stones were like baseball size at least. Mm -hmm. Damn, scary shit, wow. man. That's baseball size. That's that's, yeah. Yeah, staying in the house. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. Makes your car look yeah. like a golf ball, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> weed nado from Chad. What's up, Chad? And as you can tell here, uh, we got the a new rotating panel member thing that we're going to try and do in just having special guests coming onto the show to do the news and the grow guides with us every week. Steve is the first one, so welcome, Steve. From uh, Potent Ponics, we're going to have new ones every week, we hope. We hope, you know, just try and go around and ask who wants to be on there. We've got a uh, simple coming up in a couple of weeks. Chad Westport himself will be joining us in a few weeks as well uh, on the Sunday show to be on the panel. So super cool. Nice. Nice. But I think that's all about it for now for the, uh, the forum news, right? Is there anything else to add here? Am I forgetting mm -hmm. anything? No. Yeah, Plan of the Month vote is up and going. So get over there for your uh, August vote if you haven't. Cool. Other than that, I haven't got anything pressing. Cool. Okay. So, yes, that's the cannabis news and events for this week, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget, if you're not a member of Percy's Grow Room already, then head over there and sign up. It is 100% free. Do it. So there we go, everybody. That was this week's cannabis news and events. If you have any news stories that you'd like us to cover in next week's show, then please head over to percysgrowroom.com, sign up to the forum, and you'll be able to inbox me, uh, Monkey, or Bubblehawk with any of the news stories you'd like us to cover. Alternatively, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and you can drop us an inbox there and send us news stories you'd like us to cover as well. But in the meantime, thank you very much for downloading the show. Thank you for listening. It would be awesome if you could share the show with a friend who might appreciate this kind of content. But no pressure, of course. And just to remind you all again, I know we said numerous times in the show, but Percy's Grow Room, the forum, is 100% free. And if you listen to this show and enjoy it, you will definitely enjoy it over at the forum. So drop over there, say hi. But anyway... Uh, don't forget on Tuesday, we have an interview with Martin Condon from Martin's World. So if you're free, come and check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash homegrown, and you'll be able to watch the interview live there tomorrow, which is Tuesday. But if not, that interview will be coming up very soon. So again, thank you for downloading the show. Have a great week, everybody. And we'll catch you on Wednesday for the interview. And that's about it. So thank you, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. Goodbye. <laughs>